feel bad that you watched an extra episode that I'm not ready for. <laughs> That's uh, a good one, too. Well, so good. Yeah. <laughs> we were in New Orleans, and it flooded. You know, it flooded last weekend. Uh-huh. So Saturday evening, we stayed in the room all evening. So I sat there and watched four episodes of Smallville on my phone. <laughs> And laughed and cackled and hollered and woohooed and sang. Yeah. And everybody in the room was like, wow, that must be good. You must be enjoying that. <laughs> they were good episodes. And yeah, I feel bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we don't want to wait. Um, I'm Robin. I'm Steph. And this is our uh, baby, baby Clark. Baby Clark. Hot Ball Black. Uh huh. <laughs> Weepy Chloe and uh, uh yeah. very Carolina. Everybody's hand. We're back from summer. Everybody's been to the beach. Yeah. Some reason uh, a storm cloud has gone over Stephanie's head, so that's why she sounds uh, different. I don't know what that what happened there, but uh, <laughs> uh, can can you not hear me? I hear you better now, but it's okay. As soon as I hit record, it's like. <laughs> uh. We'll push through. Um, anyway, let me let me fill you in on a little bit, a couple of bit of news items in between the uh, the seasons here. Was this is what happened during the summer? Mm-hmm. Uh, Smallville won a sound editing Emmy. Oh, uh, good for it! Michael Rosenbaum won a Saturn Award and joked that oh. he thought he won a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Welling got married. To his long-time girlfriend. Is he still married to her today? No. They divorced, like, I think a year or two ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, Does he have children? I don't think so, no. I I could be wrong. He's a a private guy outside of, uh, you know, the TV interviews. Matter of fact, uh, you know, it was just announced that he's uh, going to be a, a regular on Lucifer, which makes me now have to uh, watch Lucifer. So I'm catching up on that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it, um, Krypton site, which is a place where I get a lot of our Smallville news from, uh, it, the Craig Byrne, the guy who runs it, said, oh, this is me awesome. We're going to have like more than one like Tom sighting of Tom Welling <laughs> in a year, you know, <laughs> to report on. So, uh, but anyway, back then he got married. It was his longtime girlfriend Jamie White, who was a model. So must they must have modeled together, and that must be how they met. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Crook and Michael Rosenbaum attended the wedding, and Michael reportedly talked the band leader at the reception to let him sing "Brown Eyed Girl." So, <laughs> you can imagine that. Uh, Michael also had uh, turned thirty and had a huge party. Made the headlines. Uh, Ned O'Toole and Michael McKeon were on Pyramid <laughs> together. <laughs> That's <summer. laughs> this is only the important headlines. Um, John Schneider named as uh, one of TV Guide's sexiest stars of all time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. And yeah. uh, big, big time news here. Uh, the X Files wrapped. Uh, so the. Uh, the special effects department behind X-Files needed a new job. And so X-Files vis- Visual FX Pro, uh, Matt Beck and his company Entity FX were hired for Smallville. So now we have a new fe- new effects department for Smallville. Better. Yeah. Uh, more experienced. It's, 
Well, didn't like most shows, like the first year they kind of uh, contract out things, and then once they know it's a go, they're going to make it, they're not going to be canceled, then they get their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the way I, I, I feel like that's how it goes. So, yeah. Um, so that's really all the in between the seasons. So let's get into season two. Holy cow, we're in season two. Uh, the first episode <laughs> is Vortex, which was... Uh, yeah. Okay, this one, I feel like it was a lot of, we just have to wrap up <laughs> those storylines yeah. that we started in the finale. This is the one where Smallville recovers from a tornado and Jonathan is trapped with Roger Nixon. So, um, what did you think about the big rescue in the tornado, Clark rescuing Lana? Uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, oh, I remember it. Okay. I mean, it just, the animation, the graphics, the, the truck in the, tor- in the tornado as the truck fell apart, uh-huh. it kind of looked cartoony. Yeah. They said that was but, kind of hard. They had to figure out how to put this truck in a tornado swirling around and have like the pieces of it getting ripped away with two live actors inside the truck. You know, so that's a pretty difficult thing yeah, to pull off. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. That's yeah. like, you know, the, in this day and time, it would be easy to do in the movies. But um, for <laughs> television, I think that was a pretty big job. Yep. Uh, Clark rescued her and she did she kind of remembered it she kind of thought clark was there yeah this is something i totally forgot about this is the great thing about like rewatching this show because i have a terrible memory um which makes me want to rewatch awesome shows like this because i'm i just enjoyed it so much the first time i'm gonna enjoy it just as much second time third time um yeah i totally forgot that lana like i i thought she was like unconscious and clark rescued her but she Locks eyes with him as he's pulling himself into the truck, and mm-hmm. then he covers her as they crash to the ground. So I guess you know. If and he, then later he tells his dad that he was like willing himself mm, towards the truck. Yeah, he says he felt he like felt he was like he was flying. Fine. That's oh. against the rules of the show. Now, though, no flights, no tights. So. <laughs> Hold up, Mark. We got a long way to go. <laughs> many, many years. Uh, this Get is ahead of yourself. And we we should uh, we should have a bell to ring uh, because it's uh, basically um, to dedicate dedicate a bell towards bells being rung because this is Lana's first KO of the season. <laughs> when, uh, what? When, they, when when uh, when they crash in the truck and Clark is. Uh, Covering her, she's unconscious when, you know... Oh, when he takes her to the hospital, she yeah. wakes up there mm-hmm. in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Johns pays tribute to the tornado sequence in the comic book Superman Secret Origin um, as uh, showing young Clark Kent flying into the heart of a tornado to save Lana. So... Um, oh, that's pretty cool. That the show is inspiring the comic. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Um, so also another cliffhanger resolved. Lex did save Lionel, but at a cost. There's yeah, a- Lionel did, didn't really want to be set. You know, if I'm blind and paralyzed, I don't want to be, you shouldn't have saved me. Yeah. 
Well, he's not paralyzed. But then but... as time goes, well, he, he thought he was going, he could have been. Yeah, that's true. But is, do we have a more kinder, gentler Lionel? Yeah, is he, is he? Lionel, is he chilled some? He's definitely, he's changed since mm-hmm. his, since the accident. And uh, he tells, yeah. he tells Lex that he would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done what you did. <laughs> if I if I was out of the way, you'd be free to do whatever you wanted to. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I love that. Uh, after when Lex finds, you know, goes to the hospital with Lionel, he of course <laughs> he says, uh, "Oh shit, where is? It? Don't worry, I'll fly a specialist in from Metropolis to personally supervise your treatment." <laughs> I want to move to Metropolis General immediately. I want a team of specialists. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that all happens. Like, and, and Lex, like, Lionel even calls him out on, like, hesitating. And Lex is kind of guilty. And I love, like, Clark is in this panic to find his father, but yet is like, hold on a second. My friend needs me. <laughs> and he's like, stops and talks to him about, you know, hesitating. Um, and then Lex ends up helping him search together. Um, oh, yeah, during that search is the uh, first appearance mm-hmm. of uh, Clark's uniform uh, that we're going to see a lot in Smallville, which is red jacket, blue shirt. We've seen some red jackets. We haven't seen, we've seen some blue shirts, but we haven't seen them together yet. This is the first red jacket, blue shirt outfit. <laughs> Mm. So it's just a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked how uh, um, Jonathan uh, is trying to, you know, say, you know, he's going after Roger in the in the storm, and then he he saves him, and then you know, really hammering down on the uh, Wizard of Oz references, a house lands on them both. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, at some point, uh, Clark calls it a RV or a mobile. It's it's a trailer. It's a house trailer. It's like, yeah. it's not something somebody vacations in. It's something somebody lives in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they're under there, Jonathan and Roger. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan tells him the story of how one time they were going to take Clark to be tested and they showed up and changed their mind because they thought, what if we ever see him again? What are they going to do to him? What's it going to, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. And you think Roger is feels sympathy. You think Roger, this has changed his mind. Right. And then it doesn't. No, Roger is still going to try to get away with the evidence. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got the pictures there. Because he took the pictures out of the camera and laid and left it through the camera down. But mm-hmm. he had the ca- the pictures on him. Yeah. And then they're outside fighting and he is going to kill Jonathan and Lex comes up and shoots Roger. Well, all of this time, Clark and Jonathan find out Clark is told by Lex that, yes, I lied. I knew about Roger, but I was trying to keep him away from you. You know, I was trying to protect you, Clark. And then Jonathan's like, well, Roger said that that Lex was paying him to investigate this and it's Lex did this and and later on Clark's like dad who are you going to believe you're going to believe him or you're going to believe the person that saved your life mm-hmm. so they believe Lex so did Lex shoot Roger 
to bury the evidence and save his and Clark's relationship, or was he just really just trying to save Jonathan's life? Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, Michael. Oh my God, it's so complicated. I know. Michael Rosenbaum (laughs) is uh, quoted about the scene. He says, uh, "Did he like it or didn't he like it? That's how I wanted you to feel. Was this the first time he killed, or had he killed before? Because Lex." If you watch him, he has sort of like you watch his face. He, uh, there's a sort, yeah, sort of, of an like upturned a, lip, like a little smirk, but uh, it couldn't yeah. maybe not be a smirk. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really good stuff. <laughs> um, Al Go actually said that um, they were thinking about having him kill uh, Sam Phelan in the first season, but then they wanted to wait until the second season for that to happen. Or for him to mm. kill for the first time. Or is it the first time? Um, so. Um, so, Chloe. We have to talk about Chloe, yeah. Says, so. Uh, they want to ask him. Does the classic move where you ask, like, hey, we should stay friends, and you're waiting for the other person to say, no, no, I love you, or something like that. But Clark just is like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want anything to happen to our friendship. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, that's that's just fine. That's fine." And then she goes behind a tree and cries. Uh, <laughs> and good old Pete's there be for bad. Her. I'm so glad Pete was there for. Because mm-hmm. Clark is just dense, or you know, distracted, or something. I don't know. But well, I don't know why Clark would entertain this idea if he did. You know, oh, I think I might have feelings for Chloe. Well, either you do or you don't. Either you can move on away from Lana. You know, you're playing, you're you're playing with Chloe's heart. Right. You're, you know, you're being irresponsible. Immature, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Since he's a teenager. <laughs> uh, oh. Since he's fifteen years old. <laughs> well, I think he's sixteen now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, he can drive. Because there's such a big difference between 15 and 16. Uh, We find out what Martha wished for in the pilot during her little scene with little Lana. Yeah, that was a nice nice scene where uh, Martha and Lana are talking about the tornado saying that, oh, it just brought back all these memories of the meteor shower. And, oh, I'm I'm sorry to bring you up a touchy subject. Lana's like, no, that's okay. And then Martha tells her about, you know, uh, basically like, you're the reason I have Clark. You're the reason you asked me for a wish, and then we got Clark. Mm-hmm. I love so how, how I love how strong Martha is during all this too. She's not like, she's just like has such faith in, that her husband's okay, like that he's smart enough that he knows this area enough that he would able be able to uh, survive a storm like that. You know, he's probably seen other ones, you know, mm-hmm. um, as he grew up here. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, Supermom. Clark calls Martha. Uh-huh. Oh, Chloe deletes the formal pics, or otherwise mm-hmm. known as the season one finale screen caps, uh, but then <laughs> she doesn't recycle it. So we've got another scene of Chloe like thinking about deleting something that's inclu- that's about Clark, and then deciding, "No, nah, hold on to it." Uh, yeah. 
So this, the, the end of this episode, like Lana throughout this episode is like, what did I see? I don't even know what I saw. You know, I, I, I thought I saw something, but did I see something? I think by the end of this episode, you know, Lana is sure there's something going on with Clark and that, and, and he is, I think Clark's a terrible liar, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough seeing him actually seriously just like a lie, you know, to Lana because, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it, about, you know, sharing his secret, but, um, Lana's definitely knows something's up. <laughs> yeah, because when you said some a character will find out Clark's secret yeah. in one of these episodes, like how can Lana not figure it out <laughs> when he rescued her? So I was really surprised that it wasn't her. Yeah. And she tells him, you can't hide out here forever, which is cool. Um, uh and yeah, Clark. I just I don't know. I felt I felt kind of bad for Lana because Clark is like literally tells her that she's crazy for for, <laughs> for having this memory of him protecting her in the truck. But um, anything else from the premiere? I think that's it. Jonathan is John Schneider was awesome in this. We didn't talk enough about him, but freaking I love the whole thing where he's like, um, he's he's telling. Nixon that he's not going to help him get out of there until he hands over the, the disk drive and he's like, I'm ready to die. Are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, I had a couple more notes here. Uh, Jonathan Kent survives this tornado unlike the one in Man of Steel. Oh, God. It's still too soon. Um, <laughs> also, John Glover replaces Eric Johnson in the uh, opening credits. Uh. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of good that Lionel is different now, Mm -hmm. because if we got old Lionel, if we got season one Lionel in every episode, it would get old. Uh, I don't know. I think, I guess you could, I guess uh, we'll see if old Lionel returns and see if you feel the same way. Um, I think right now he's kind of at a, a, I mean, it's pretty traumatic thing to happen to lose your sight, you know? Um, so, uh, oh, best needle drops. Uh, there's a song by a band called stretch princess called time and time again. And, uh, it always makes me think of Chloe. It's the song that plays while she's like deleting the pictures and it, Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, to love you, to love you. (laughs) So, And, uh, of course, uh, Cole plays hit In My Place. Uh, she plays during the last scene. Another song of the year. Oh, my God. Let's talk about Heat. <laughs> oh, my God. This was so good. Like, I don't have a lot of notes for this because... Uh-huh. But I enjoyed it. I have like two pages of notes. I'm like, I got to cut some of this stuff down, but there's so much, so much. This episode is great. I'll give it right away. This is my favorite episode of this week. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is good. I love that everybody's so sweaty because it's it's like a heat wave. uh Uh-huh. Oh, this is a hot and sweaty episode. (laughs) Everybody's sweating. (laughs) I, I can see, you can tell like, you know, I mean, they really did a good job of like, 
before every shot, they must have sprayed each one of the main actors with a mm-hmm. spray bottle. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like how it opens up with the welcome back because this is now, this is actually after the summer break. So things have happened. Chloe um, has been to the Metropolis for the summer. So I did some research for this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for, well, first off, Chloe gets like the friendly hug. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we find out that Clark never wrote. Ugh. Uh. So she said she was busy with a hot intern. Uh-huh. And uh, this uh, story is explored in, well, first off, I got to say, Smallville young adult novels and comics were being sold at the time now. Like, they're blowing up. And this story was in the number two Smallville comic. And I have these Smallville comics, and it's called What I Did on My Summer Vacation. And I'll just give you a, a quick summary. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I like these. <laughs> well, let me read it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Chloe is working in the Daily Planet mailroom. She's, uh, and then she decides to secretly help hunky reporter Ron Black. Uh, and he looks, and he's drawn like Superman, basically. <laughs> like, you know, Superman Prime. Um, uh, decides to help him. He has this report. He's trying to connect this tech CEO to to the mob. So she calls Pete up. Pete comes up to Metropolis, and they break into an office building together, wearing like all black clothes, so they can take photos of a secret meeting be- between this tech CEO and the mob. And they get some like info from Lex about uh, the tech CEO. So as they're when they're caught by the mob people, they're not caught. They're 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 seen. So they're like running out of the building and Lex is waiting outside with his hot car, you know, and they jump in and they get away. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Cause then, I want this, this hot intern. I want this to, to be a total fabrication. <laughs> well, she doesn't, she doesn't feel guilty. It is a fabrication uh, because she uh-huh. is, uh, she's saying that she, you know, like, was with a hot intern and this is she in this story the hot guy is like this reporter and it turns out in the end that he's got this gorgeous wife and so she has zero chance and so it's just kind of like a oh well i will tease you though uh we actually find out a little bit more in canon about this summer in season four and in season six (laughs) what yep (laughs) There's callbacks. That's crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Desiree. <laughs> yes. Not from Pensacola. Uh, <laughs> played by uh, Krista Allen. I know her from Days of Our Lives. Okay, I know her from this episode and uh, the X-Files episode, First Person Shooter. Do you remember the one where Mulder and the lone gunman went into virtual reality and they had to face that yes. girl? That that was Krista Allen. <laughs> Apparently she did a stint on L.A. Complex, too. I figured I'd see if you, that jogged anything from you. Uh, I don't remember her on that. All right, so she enters the classroom and... Two Nellies, it's getting hot in here. And I will just tell you, that's on my needle drop list already. <laughs> but it's just like classic. Clark nearly falls out of his chair. <laughs> and there's this like sweating and the big fans going and she's just like covered in sweat and just 
Mm. Looking good, Ed. Uh, oh, oh, and also when she turns the lights out to watch that uh, reproduction video, yes. the, she's like lit from behind, so you can see like through her uh, very small dress. Clark is staring, uh, and I love that they take a little shot with the you know Chloe and Lana like laughing at them, <laughs> and so. Clark literally ejaculates heat vision onto the screen that is showing sperm swimming around. I laughed my ass off watching that. I did too. Obviously, very, very intentional. Algo, uh, one of the showrunners, said it. um, He sees Smallville as puberty with superpowers, a metaphor for teen problems, whether it's acne or premature ejaculation. And uh, originally in the pilot, Clark was to have de- developed the heat vision in a sex ed class, like similar to this. But um, they said that they wanted to uh, wait till they got the visuals down before they gave him heat vision. So that's what's kind of cool about the the heat vision. I, I I really like the rather than like red beams, <laughs> it's this mm-hmm. r- rippling like this heat ripple. Yeah. Um, they said that they wanted to, uh, Clark to have a power that he could use in front of people. So, like, we're mm-hmm. we're in on it, but they're not. But nobody nobody knew in the class where the the fire came from. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's- but I guess Desiree realized that he was looking at her, mm. and so that's why she went looking for him later on. Yes, she's got this whole Black Widow thing going on that. Is described in like detail, like just so. I was like, okay, so this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. So it's basically like hook up with hot guy, or look, hook up with rich guy, get a student to kill the rich guy, inherit all the money, move to a different town, change your name, <laughs> and yes, apparently she got this power from having sex in a truck near where a meteor hits. That's <laughs> that's Smallville for you. You just when any, she was anywhere in, near what, the meteor rocks. Yeah, when she was in full uh whatever excitement. Yeah. All the pheromones coming out of her. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, pheromones. Yeah, there's lots of pheromones. Um in fact this is uh this is kind of similar to poison ivy. Ah, um, oh, yeah. She does a film, and I just wanted to mention the Poison Ivy was in Batman and Robin, um, and uh, in that movie she turned a couple friends against each other, and uh, she got her powers from an evil mad scientist uh, whom she killed, uh, and that scientist was played by John Glover. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this is interesting, like. Like how you you know people can't see Clark's heat vision, but I was wondering about Desiree and her purple pheromone smoke. I'm like, do people not see that either? Or I don't think so because I think Jonathan would have saw it. Yeah. Uh, put a pin in that because I'm. <laughs> I gotta ask something uh, because I I, will, I do have to mention that on this uh, lovely DVD set. Uh, you know, Smallville is kind of a family show, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like the there's two deleted scenes on um, 
on the first disc. And one is for duplicity. I forget actually what that one was. But the other one is for this. And it's just Lex and Desiree having sex with ice cubes. What? Yeah. They're like on the floor on top of each other naked with and just like kind of rubbing ice cubes along each other. And uh and there's like they're next to like uh like a shelf of wine bottles and it's shaking a bit <laughs> as as the screen as as the scene begins. Yeah. So uh, it's just funny. I just imagine people like like families buying like a Smallville DVD set. Go, let's check out the deleted scene. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, so yeah, Lex gets married. So good for him. So is this marriage ever referred to ever again in the series? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Actually, um, it does happen here. Um. Like when Lex marries whoever, because you know mm-hmm. he's going to get married again. Right. Is it like ever acknowledged that this would be, be his second marriage? Or yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I love when he gets married. He like does the whole wise newly married guy speech to Clark. He's like, you know, find the right one. You know, <laughs> like he just met her like three weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, I know, and Clark's not alarmed. Like he's like, "Yeah, Lex is getting married. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it's okay. He's eccentric." Yeah, <laughs> Clark believes in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, <laughs> so I like when the the second burst of uh, heat ejaculate comes out of Clark's eyes, <laughs> where uh, Lana and him are talking about uh, Lex and uh, Desiree, and she's like, oh, it's just like Lex just acting on his passions. When will we ever be able to do the same? <laughs> Clark's like, Ugh! I love the scene where Jonathan trains Clark, <laughs> and just the whole like, and go ahead. Clark's like, maybe if I need to be by myself, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. It's like, and, and he gives him like this pat on the back, and he just like walks away, and he's he's standing on, he's standing aside, and uh, I, I'll just say it. That's another great needle drop is that Elvis versus J J. XL mix or something like that A little less conversation Junkie XL, that's what it is And him Igniting that scarecrow and Jonathan Just like I mean, It's so like metaphoric Like good bo- good, 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 that's, good that's, my boy. Yeah. that's my boy <laughs> Teach him how to use his uh, Heat vision <laughs> And then like Clark's like He's got it down to a science. He's popping popcorn in the next scene. <laughs> but I just love how, like, it, it's almost like Jonathan and just Jonathan and Martha during this episode are so funny just because they're just, I don't know. It's like parents trying to figure out how to explain sex, you know, but this is like that. Like, it's caused by getting turned on, you know, at first. <laughs> Um, yeah So what What else Uh Desiree 
Desiree comes and uh, tries to uh, seduce Clark. Yep. And then something like her her car gets blown up, so she she calls the cops. She blows up her own car. (laughs) Yeah. What? Blows up her what? She blows up her own car to blame it on uh, Clark. Yeah. So basically all the men she has power over. Except really, Clark. She can't really. I love when Cl- Chloe and Lana call that call attention to that <laughs> when they're visiting with this. Yeah, it's funny. Desiree has seduced everybody but you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, but then later on, Lana realizes there were three fires, and Clark was nearby. Something is up with that. And also, Clark, how did you escape from jail? Mm-hmm. Oh. He just opened the door and I just slipped out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. So again, Lana is very much like, hmm. Like Chloe was like that in the first season and now now we have Lana trying to figure things out. Um, oh, I love how Martha's like ready to scratch Desiree's eyes out when she hears that her boy's been hit on by this older woman, by this teacher. <laughs> and so... What did you think about Jonathan being seduced? I was a little irked by that. I think that was like my least favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Well, especially because he goes in to talk to her and she's swimming in just a bottom and she doesn't yeah. have a top on. Mm-hmm. That's that. I think that set the yeah. scene. Ugh. Yeah. And Jonathan is just kind of looking away, but I don't know. I just think Jonathan would have just walked out of there. You know, they, mm-hmm. they had to do the yeah. scene where she seduces him into going after Lex. And it's it's so crazy. It's like, how is this explained to, the to like, Jonathan and Lex and Martha? Like, how do, how does, how is this explained to them? Like, Jonathan was seduced and made to go try to kill Lex. Like, how do Jonathan and Lex even talk about that? Or how does Jonathan even explain that to Martha? Wait, you know what? I'm stupid. Jonathan knows about stuff. Jonathan and Martha can explain <laughs> it away, but it is a little... I bet, I bet it would be a little awkward to explain, um, and which is probably why he's uh, taking her out to dinner at the end of the episode. <laughs> I, I did like the little touch of him burning his hand on the muffin. That's a little... Some sort of metaphor there too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. But I liked yeah. when. Okay, Jonathan comes in to shoot Lex, yeah. and Clark has escaped from jail, so he comes to rescue Jonathan, or Lex, or whatever. And oh, she's going to get away, but he makes the doorknob hot, where she can't leave the room. And that was great. And that's where the heat vision. That you can't see comes in handy because he can melt that bullet in the air, which was a really cool effect, and then yeah. heat up that doorknob like it's you know Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy here though that like is not touched on again in the next episode and probably not the next, probably never again. Like Lex's back literally gets set on fire. Like I can't imagine like he doesn't have any burns on him. You know. Like yeah. serious burns Because he just had this like silk shirt on You know it wasn't like he was wearing Like a heavy overcoat Yeah like the shirt should have been like melted to his skin Yeah Like Clark covers it with a blanket and that's it It's like oh man he probably needs like an ambulance And some grafts and, oh. <laughs> Surgeries Yeah surgery 
Um, oh, Lana is trying to record video to send to Whitney. So I have another comic book story for you. Okay. <laughs> this is the last one I have this week, I promised. I promise. It's not in past times just yet. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's it, the Whitney's reaction to this video that Lana sends him is uh, in Smallville number five, a, dep- a story called "The Few, the Proud." So we don't see the end of Lana's video in this. It, the credit it cuts to credits, and we just kind of hear yeah. about it after in the next episode. Oh, okay. So this comic actually shows the end of her video, and she says that her feelings have changed, and she's proud of him, and she misses him, and you know, but you know, her feelings have changed. So. So Whitney uh, is out, like, I don't know, in the jungles of some place. And that's what he gets this video, right? And so the first thing he does is he crushes her photo. And uh, his fellow soldiers have been picking on him because of how much, like, he always talks about Lana and his small town, Smallville, and how he's he always wears the necklace that she gave him. And, um, and then he, and like, throughout this uh, uh, comic, he's... It's his letter back to her, and and he says uh, it's for the best that they break up because uh, holding tightly to her closes him off from the people that need him the most right now. And throughout the letter, we see him and uh, his troops saving villagers in some distant jungle. And he says he lived a selfish life. He's glad she helped him change. Glad she's searching for happiness. And get this: as the letter wraps up. We see that the helicopter evac is not enough to save the soldiers and the villagers that they're saving. So Whitney and a few men stay behind and they're trekking through the jungle and suddenly there's an attack and explosions. The last thing we see is Whitney's hand holding that letter. And so it's like, did he die? (laughs) So that was just in the comic book. I'll just say that. Well, you know, Morgan, we were were watching it and she said, and... Whitney dies off screen. And I was like, what? Maybe she looked it up. Maybe she figured it out. Uh, I won't say anything, but I'll just tell you that's that was what the comic did to uh, fill in the blanks. And uh, I will say the comic definitely is not in canon. So, um, Anything else you want to say about this episode? Clark was reading Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. <laughs> All about book burning. Um, yep. Oh, again, Lana just kind of rubbing it in, like, like uh, talking about her relationship with Whitney, but also talking about her relationship with him, with Clark, um, and saying, um, you know, a relationship built on secrets and lies is bound to fail. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, okay, I already did my needle drops. You want to move on to the next one? Sure. All right. Duplicity, written by Todd Slavkin and Darren Swimmer. This is their first episode. They actually went on to write uh, 26 uh, episodes. They became executive producers, and by season eight, they were the showrunners of Smallville. Oh, really? Yep. The director is – this is really interesting. The director is Steve Miner. Um, he directed a few episodes of The Creek, uh, including the pilot. He got mm. a DGA award for the pilot of The Wonder Years. He's also director of Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3, House, the, the movie House, Soul Man, 
Warlock, Halloween H2O, Lake Placid, and Texas Rangers with uh, James Vanderbeek. Wow. This is his only episode of Smallville that he's ever done. And it's the one where Pete learns Clark's secrets. Not the person. It's the person that I least expected. Hold on. I got to fix my headset. Uh, Because, you know, you thought, well, Chloe, surely Chloe will figure it out as inquisitive Mm -hmm. and nosy as she is. Uh, Maybe Lana will figure it out because she's had more like she's had more exposure to Clark, more reason to figure it out. But nope. Just the low peat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I'll, I'll skip right to my little uh, trivia about that. Um, where is it? Uh, sorry. Um, where is it? Oh. Uh, Algo uh, decided to have Clark tell Pete because Pete's always the odd man out in this show and they wanted to give the actor more to do. That's basically why they picked Pete. Well, makes sense. Mm-hmm. They did need to give him more to do because basically he, all he does is you know have these cute little witty little remarks every <laughs> yep. once in a, like when they're walking through the school hall, and every once in a while he'll be in danger or date a girl. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he needed a storyline. Football, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's and it's really interesting because you think that Clark just telling somebody there's his secret is, uh, you know, should just be like oh, whatever. They're your friend. Just tell them that you obviously trust Pete. You trust Chloe. You trust Lana. It's okay to tell these people your secret. But like, the, like Pete gets kidnapped already in this episode <laughs> and has to like get tortured and protect Clark's secret, and uh, you know. So it's kind of a learning moment here for Clark. Like maybe it's not as easy as just tell, but anyway, Pete finds the, uh, uh, spacecraft, his little ship. And, uh, I don't know if you noticed in the, the tornado, the ship lost the key. Mm-hmm. So we have Dr. Stephen Hamilton, um, <laughs> I made a joke here in my, in the opening that um, uh, Earl Jenkins. Oh wait, it's Doctor Stephen Hamilton because <laughs> he's like shaking. And yeah, yeah, and he gets fired for his violent outbursts at Cadmus. So um, we have Ray the trucker who's too stupid to roll down his window when he's spitting his sunflower seed shells out. <laughs> and then I he's a redneck, redneck. <laughs> I wrote, Dr. Stephen Hamilton drops his ice cream cone. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a crash. Uh, Joe Morton doing his uh, famous uh, Terminator 2 breathing. Do you remember Terminator 2 at all? Oh, no, I do not. There's a a scene where he's about to set off these bombs, and it pretty much is his character committing suicide. And he starts Uh doing this, like... (laughs) Like he's hyperventilating and it's that in silence. And then all of a sudden the explosion happens. Well, after this crash, he's doing that same kind of breathing. Anyway, I like the signs joke that, um, Clark and Pete, uh, Pete says to Clark, wait, um, I think Clark says it. Um, 
like when Pete is excited about finding this spaceship, he's Clark's like, obviously he's like playing dumb, and then he's like, what? Like little, but there's little green guys running around in the cornfield, <laughs> and uh, signs actually came out that the July before, so that's it's a signs joke. Um, uh, Lionel moves in to Lex's mansion because he's a main cast member now, and we need to see Lionel yes. more often. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Aunt Nell is, uh, Makes a rare appearance And she's got a hot new boyfriend Who turns out to be a fiance Oh yeah this is weird <laughs> So Lana is avoiding This guy she doesn't like him She feels she doesn't like Aunt Nell and this guy Being mm-hmm. romantic in front of her What's the point I don't get it Is Okay is Dean going to come back Is Dean evil Dean is going to be like Ted. Well, I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you that uh, Dean, the, the character's name is Dean Winters, but he's not. Played, oh, he's like, not played he's by not actor. Played by, Dean Winters. He's not played by what is it, chaos? What is his name? <laughs> Mayhem. <laughs> Mayhem. <laughs> no, he's played by the actor Michael Kopsa or Kopsa, and uh, we've seen him in a couple places before. Recently, we saw him. Um, do you remember on iZombie when uh, uh, Angus had this lawyer and he's talking to Blaine and Blaine's playing stupid, basically? Uh, he was the lawyer for Angus in that scene. Oh. And he's also was like the main, not the main observer that you'd always see, but the person that was like in charge of the observers in Fringe, Captain, oh. Captain Windemark, he was, his character was called. Cool. Uh, I also um, the guy who plays Ray uh, is played by an actor named Andrew Jackson, <laughs> and I thought it was really funny because one of his biggest roles is from All My Children, where he plays the character Doctor Stephen Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Lana really, uh, really. Give it a big F you to the beatery by posting on the sign Smallville's best cappuccino. (laughs) 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 So just like, like, wow, that's cold. Uh, So what else? Who do we want to talk about first? I'm kind of running through all my trivia here. Um, So I don't know. What did you think about – Pete's reaction to Clark not telling him. Do you think he was... I think it was pretty justified well, being he, upset. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like we've been through this before. Maybe on a different show. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they've been friends since, like, little kids. And uh, unlike, uh, unlike Chloe... Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a lot of things are making sense for Pete now. Um, like we, you missed the school bus, but you beat us to school. <laughs> you always said you had a ride, but you never had a ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I like um, when Pete's like looking at him strangely. <laughs> Clark's just like, "Hey, hey, come on, it's still me." That's why I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to look at me like I was. Crazy, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pete had to get mad and then get over it. He had to get used to the idea because it was a shock. It's a shock to find mm-hmm. out your best friend came from outer space. <laughs> yes, 
I like the scene where like Pete is practically threatening to reveal his secret in front of Chloe. Like Chloe like walks up and she's like, "Hey, why didn't anybody tell me about the superhero deal?" <laughs> and then, like, oh, they're talking about Pete rescuing Ray from his truck. Um, and Pete Pete literally says like, "Oh, I saw the ship and I saw the alien and he looked just like Clark." <laughs> <laughs> but Chloe thinks he's kidding. Yeah, she doesn't pay any attention. Clark's to it. eyes yeah. are bugging out. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lex uh, Lex has fired Hamilton, uh, but uh, Hamilton goes to Lionel to find to have him help, and he needs funding from Lionel, and he needs needs to find out the key. And Lionel actually touches the spaceship. He's blind. But <laughs> he touches it And uh, Hamilton says that the alloy Matches the meteor rock so it's all related So it kind of Lionel's, uh, Lionel's a little interested Now I think mm-hmm. Oh a uh, very important note Martha changed the curtains in the kitchen So they're Oh good they're maybe they won't the flannel anymore. <laughs> Okay good <laughs> <laughs> Um so what else? Pete gets uh oh god. Remember when Pete got like pushed to the floor by Amy Adams and Craving and got knocked out? Did you see how easily he got knocked out here? Uh-huh. Like Hamilton like pushes him on the floor. He lands and his arm is between his head and his floor, but somehow he gets knocked out. He like slowly rolls back over and 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 passes out. <laughs> like how the hell do you play football, man? What the hell? <laughs> Um, Oh, uh, Dr. Hamilton's uh, Dr. Stephen Hamilton um, His barn hideout Is uh, just the Kent barn redressed Just so you know That's what I figured, yeah (laughs) It seemed very familiar Hamilton's uh, thinking about Infecting Pete with the meteor rock Like a liquid meteor rock And then he like Grossly like wipes his sweat on Pete Which I did not like And then the liquid like Drips onto Dr. Stephen Hamilton And goes in his brain and then he dies <laughs> Uh Yeah so he starts Shaking and he dies And uh I actually He, he has a lengthy quote here If you, Can you indulge me I'll, I'll read it to you Okay All right. He goes uh I imagine death so much it feels like more of a memory. Is this where it gets me? On my back, shaking in my laboratory. I see it coming. Do I run or bounce about in fits of agony? There is no beat, no melody. Clark and Pete are my enemy. Maybe the last faces I ever see. If I throw away my shot, is this how you'll remember me? What if this vial of liquid meteor rock is my legacy? Legacy? What is a legacy? It's analyzing meteor rock to prove things that will never be. I should have wrote some nuts down so someone will know about me. My research is a great unfinished symphony. Lex sent for me, and I won't make a difference. Smallville has a spaceship with no key and an alien who will rise up. I've got goo on my head. I'm real wet, and my time's up. Wise up. Eyes up. I catch a glimpse of the other side. Bob Rickman and Sam Phelan are on the other side. Pepper the dog is on the other side. She's with Principal Kwan on the other side. Roger Nixon is watching from the other side. Teach me how to say goodbye. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Eliza. Uh, who's Eliza? Uh, Clark, I'll see you on the other side. 
raise a glass to Smallville. <laughs> that was his full quote from the episode. I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that was terrible. Watch awesome. <laughs> oh god. I'm sorry. I had to get it all out. Dr. Stephen Hamilton died in this episode. We had to get all the Hamilton jokes in. I mean, Clark should have known the world was wide enough for Hamilton and him. <laughs> Goodbye, Dr. Stephen Hamilton. Yeah. But, like, I'll ask you off mic, but I have a, I have a, I just have, I just okay, don't, so You got spoilery things you need to ask me it's about? A spoiler, I don't know what it is, I have to ask, but I'll ask you later. Hmm. All right, I feel like we're teasing listeners that are not, that are already spoiled. Do we want to say, how, how long would it take you to ask me? 15 seconds. Okay. I now probably answer in about 15 seconds. So I'll say, uh, folks, skip ahead 30 seconds, maybe 45 to be safe. Go ahead. When I first saw this actor, mm-hmm. I thought Martian, the man, Martian man. Nope. Manhunter. Nope. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take quite that long. Is that garbage? Okay. I can't. I won't spoil you on Thank that, you. though. I will not tell you if that's garbage. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I like the Dragon Con costumes. Oh, uh, I like that Clark tells Pete that you know Pete's like, "Why did you try to rescue you know Hamilton?" And he's like, "I can't let anyone die," which is great. And then Pete says, "It's not easy being you, is it?" <laughs> which. Uh, you know what that's from, right? No. Uh, it's not easy to be me. From the Five for Fighting song, Superman. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so Pete's now part of the family. Jonathan is probably the one that's least happiest about it, just because he's like smart enough to know that this is probably not good for Pete. Pete should be living his normal teenage life and not be worried about, uh, you know, Clark or have, have that responsibility of keeping that secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's his son. He doesn't want his son cut up in a laboratory. And now he's got one more person. He's got to worry about possibly saying something. <laughs> mm. Uh, and I just like the whole thing at the end. They're playing basketball, and Pete's quizzing Clark about his powers, and Clark admits he looked in the girls' locker room just once, <laughs> one time. And then we get this huge, like, super dunk from Clark, which is great. Oh, uh, in my trivia I looked up, it said that Pete hums the X-Files theme somewhere in this episode in reference to Clark being an alien, but I did not catch it. I don't know if hmm. you did. <laughs> Mm-mm. I did not. Uh, both needle drops are during basketball scenes, and they both involve the word ordinary. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Uh, oh, I thought it was like the episode starts out with Clark playing basketball, and Pete comes up, and this, that song about being ordinary yeah. plays, and then it plays at the end, doesn't it? No, it's a Same different song. song. 
the first one's uh, by Vanessa Carlton. It's called Ordinary Day. And then this, the song at the end during basketball is a song by Greg Jones, and it's just called Ordinary. Ah. Uh, <laughs> two different songs. But they both have the word ordinary pretty exclusively in it. So, or, you know, front and center. Uh, so those are my best needle mm-hmm. drops. I don't know if there's anything more you want to... Oh, I forgot to mention, you, you pushed right into Hamilton's death, and I had to go into uh, Hamilton's big quote. Uh, but I forgot to mention that uh, this is uh, one of the, I mean, obviously the new digital effects department, you know, got pushed pretty hard for their, for the tornado effects and all that. But uh, they um, changed the effects on Clark reacting to um, Meteor Rock. They, it's, it's more practical now. Um, they actually, huh. yeah. When they showed it before, there was just like, you know, the hand and the hand would show digitally raised veins. Yeah. But now they have uh, prosthetics on Clark's hands. So there's like a prosthetic and then that's enhanced by uh, some digital effects, you know, showing the showing the bubbling or whatever. But it is more more of a practical effect now. So it looks better. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's all I needed to talk about. I'm sorry we can't talk about Red now, but we'll talk about it next time. Yes, I can't have, wait. It's fantastic. I will have two commentaries. I'm going to watch this episode three times. Uh, one commentary has Algo, Miles Millar, and uh, writer Jeff Loeb. And then the second commentary, which I'm really looking forward to, is Tom Welling, Kristen Crook, Michael Rosenbaum, and Greg Beeman. Oh, So that'll be fun. You need to get so, the DVDs. Huh. <laughs> Do it. I said you need to get the DVDs. Well, are they not spoilery for the rest of the series? I could tell you. I'm, I don't think these DVDs were... I, they might have been made as they were filming the third season, but mm-hmm. they, were, they were making these DVDs right along with the show, I believe. I would like to hear Tom and Michael together interacting. <laughs> yeah. I bet that would be funny. We're going to get that uh, pretty soon. Um, inside of you... With Michael Rosenbaum is a podcast that he hosts, and uh, I listened to one with Eli Roth. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't listen. I haven't really listened yet. Um, it was pretty. It's pretty interesting. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, yeah. Like, none of his guests. I was like, I'm not really that interested in any of these people. But then, like, I just kind of stay subscribed and see what what's going to pop up next. Mm-hmm. But Tom Welling actually posted on his Instagram uh, a picture of like Sylvester Stallone and Michael Rosenbaum on the set of Guardians Two. And um, he says something about like wondering how Stallone puts up with him, and kind of teases that he's on the podcast. So it'll be cool to hear them talk. And can't promise they won't spoil anything, but mm. <laughs> you did see the finale, long, uh, you know, six yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's interesting about like listening to Michael and Eli Roth talk is Eli wanted to. Michael in so many, you know, in his movies, but he couldn't because he was Lex Luthor. Right. Like, just just to think about how being in a series like this, everybody raved about it. Everybody talked about how good it was, mm-hmm. but it kept him from other movie, other parts. That's you know how his how his life would have been different if he hadn't played Lex Luthor and. 
just listening to him uh, talk about auditioning for different things. Like, there was something. Oh, he auditioned for Bradley Cooper's part in The Hangover. Oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we just want you to come in. We want to see. We already – Bradley Cooper's playing this part, but we just want to see. Like, why does – why do they do that in Hollywood? Like, they have – that's crazy. But anyway, it was real – even though I'm, I don't care for Eli Roth's films. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I despise Hostel. Yeah. But it was it's just really interesting Cabin to hear somebody Yeah, to hear somebody that they went back, you know, decades and they just they like uh they're friends because they're both funny. That's what they said. They said we're friends because we're funny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Eli Roth on other shows and he is he's a funny guy, but I was just like, uh, one on one interview. Maybe if it's just them chatting, it's not such a big deal. Um Okay, so oh what what was your episode of the week? I already said mine was heat. Oh yeah, heat. heat. Because so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vortex. It just seemed like we were just wrapping up. Yeah. The the storylines that were started in the season one finale, and mm-hmm. then Duplicity. It was nice getting some peat, but uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like this whole oh, but the more people know, it is dangerous. We got to protect everybody. <laughs> got to protect Pete. We got to. Trust me, trust me. I mean, I, you know, it's like you go along with that for a while and, you know, obviously he's not going to be admitting his secret to other people that quick anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I I don't know if that's spoilery or what, but you can tell that they're not, they're He's trying to like keep it from Lana. He's trying to keep it from Chloe and especially Lex. Um, (laughs) uh, It's better that people don't know. Yeah. Like, he's, like, learned that, yeah, like, as soon as Pete knew, like, Pete was, like, tied up and beaten up and just because he knew stuff about the spaceship. Um, so, uh, but the thing is, it's like, I don't know, you know, you go through, like, ten years of a show where somebody's trying to keep a secret identity and, you know, I mean, the show's got to build him up as a secret identity. Not like a ton of people are supposed to know that he's Superman when he's turned Superman. Um... So that's, I guess, what kind of uh, made it refreshing on the Flash when when that started up, and he's just he suddenly had all sorts of people knowing. But then that works against it because it's I don't know it's missing that bit of drama of of him having his. You kind of forget like, oh yeah, this rando person doesn't know that Barry Allen is the Flash, <laughs> but everybody else does. <laughs> so I don't know. It kind of it works both ways. Yeah. Uh, whether. You get tired and of that everybody is a superhero. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next week or next time, you know, as soon as we get these watched, because um, we are definitely ahead of schedule. <laughs> Remember that schedule I posted in the group? We're definitely ahead <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, next time we're going to be watching four episodes. Uh, we're watching Red. Four episodes. Yep. Four episodes. Okay, Red, Three for you. which I watched, which is fantastic. Uh, it's really good. Uh, Nocturne. What do you think Nocturne's about? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hello. Okay, Red, and then what was after that? Nocturne. What is Nocturne about? Nocturne, it's about somebody blots out the sun. <gasps> the beast? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Redux. Redux. Uh, we go back in time. We like uh, go back in time a few seconds. 
Okay. And lineage. Lineage. Is it about fathers and sons and the history and the past and uh, descendants? I don't know. I have no No idea. idea. It's definitely not about Disney's descendants. Although their songs get stuck in my head because of my kids. Oh, I would love to see the second one. <laughs> well, it's oh, on my all the time in my house. Dis- dis- my nephew has discovered Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Yep, that's in my head too. And sorry to all parents that are listening. I got it stuck in your heads now too. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so we'll see everybody next time on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye.